0: Hola. Hola, senorita.
1: Hola, senor, senoritas. How are we all doing?
0: I love that the Irish for hello is diagwit. God be with you. And the God be with you. And then the response is dias meredith. Oh, God with and Mary. God be and with you. Mary, be with you. Oh,
1: adding on to the yeah. vibes. Hello. It's like, I see
0: your God and I raise you, <laughs> Mary. A holy
1: Mary right there. How are we all doing? Welcome back. You're listening to it. What's the history? I don't know why I always say at what's the history, but I guess I like to kind of throw it in there that, you know, we
0: got an Instagram and we have a Twitter. We do. We have a Twitter, a Twitter, a we Twitter. have an Instagram. Yeah. We have a Facebook. We do. For all the granddads out there. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love Facebook. <laughs> we Facebook love grandads as well. <laughs> I'm probably on Facebook more than anything else, actually. So I'm right there with you guys. How are you? <laughs> Great. <Just stay> there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. No, I am. I'm good. Um, summer. So yes. I'm happy. Um, but the weather is odd. Um, the weather is here in Ireland. It hasn't quite realised it's summer yet. Mm. So it's still quite chilly. Yeah. And overcast. So, but we get bursts of good weather, but we're just not getting, we're not quite there yet. Counting down to that day when it's perfect
1: and we're going to have a yeah. barbecue, everybody. At my house. Yeah. yeah. I mean. <laughs> Everyone's I,
0: invited. <laughs> yeah. Like, imagine Project <laughs> X just everyone just shows up. Oh, I did. Oh, my God. That's that movie, 10 Things I Hate About You. I watched it the other day. Yeah. It's on, it's nearly on all the subscription services because it is such a good movie. Yeah. But, you know, when they, um they all come to Bogey Lonestein's house And he's this, like, really rich kid. He's in, like, a, he's in, like, a, oh, God, he's in this group and he's sitting with all his friends, but he doesn't know they're everyone's about to crash his party. Oh, God. And then he's, like, there's, like, (laughs) somebody rings the doorbell or knocks on the door. He's, like, here's Nigel with the brie. And it just kills me every time. (laughs) Good show. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, okay. Have we yeah. any shout outs or anything, or? Um, We probably do. I just want to say it was um, Sinead is a lovely listener. It was her birthday. Happy and birthday. I just want to send dia. her out all the lovely warm thoughts um, to Sinead. And what a dote. Sinead is lovely. Yeah, loyal no listener. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <clears throat> <clears throat> legend Have we anybody else we want to say hello to? Shout out to my mom yeah shout out to all the daddies it's today father's day actually <laughs> oh my god so happy father's day to my father um yeah <laughs> happy father's day to your dad yeah he's yeah. he's happy he father's day to all the lovely
1: dads out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i hope you're you're getting spoiled
0: yeah with your Toblerones and your your aftershave. No, it, somebody put it up today on facebook what? i saw it. It was like um Commiserations to all the dads Out there receiving like Whiskey stones today Or like All the generic gifts That people get Men always get the Like Lynx The Lynx Africa sets Yeah Um, Gillette razors Always I mean you can't go wrong though Gillette razors anyway I feel do like know? you can, though. Imagine a guy gifted us. Like, if I got a packet of razors for like, <laughs> oh, I my used birthday to if it was a really good razor. <laughs> oh, go to be fair. Some days, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there where you're, you need to do a bit of maintenance. Yeah. And you can't find, you're like, oh my God, I've ran out of razors yeah. or I've, whatever. What am I going to um, do? Yeah, I had to, yeah, I had to really. So an old
1: mac tree here and there. Very, very nice, you know. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's always that one <laughs> child that gets their father something amazing. Like, I don't know, some kind of like... I don't know, on the spot wheel pump for their tyres or something of the car or something. I don't know. <laughs> I what you.
0: what you assume men like. That's Well, to be honest, I wouldn't know. Especially after, yeah. Especially <laughs> after talking up Mac 3, if like next week we're going to be like, I know, I know. What's the history sponsored by? <laughs> we love to sponsored <laughs> <band laughs> pictures. <laughs> Just best Mac 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has already gotten weird. I know, I
1: know. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If your name is Colette, I'm so sorry because most Colettes go through that joke. You know, Colette. Oh, I never this story of um
0: at work. There was uh when I my uh, my job entails being on the phone a lot, Mm. and um there is one person who rings me who thinks my name is Colette, (laughs) and I never corrected them the first time because I didn't really hear it, and then I after not correcting them the first time I couldn't really so they've been ringing me for Uh, um the vast majority of the year calling me Colette and thinking that's my name and it's not. I've I've actually made that mistake at work. There's Mm. some people that still call me Fiona and I'm just like okay yeah. <laughs> don't
1: know my name yet but yeah. you will they you call will.
0: you Fiona sometimes it's just a yeah I know Yeah, it's just Fee people assume mm, it's fee. right for Fiona not yeah. Fanula well who the hell else, else is called Fanula there's Finula probably five of us on planet earth I only know Fanula Flanagan I don't know oh no Fanula there's somebody who writes for the journal.ie and she did like there's a podcast and her name is Fanula and she's really really funny I must find go, her you'd really like trap her, yeah. her down <laughs> there
1: can only be yeah. one
0: <laughs> imagine <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the <laughs> to the death. Actually, there is
1: a Washington, D.C. news reporter. I don't know if it's CNN... But uh, her name Called is Fanula Barry. Fanula Barry.
0: Fanula Barry. Barry. Yeah, now you all know my full Oh my name. God, there's probably only like two Fanula Barrys in the whole On world. On planet Earth. I, I. We've all done it, we've all Googled her names. Because Claire Cotter wouldn't be the most common name either. I should Google search you right now. Oh, like <laughs> I, I already know. So there's a yeah. couple of things, right? So okay. Claire Cot- Cotter is obviously a Norse surname. And it's Vikings. rare. It's very rare outside of even Cork. Yeah. You do get Cotters in other parts of the country. There is Cotters in other parts of the world as well. But... Claire Cotter has one, is a there was like a figure skater. Wow, was one the other wrote a book about uh was a historian and wrote a book about doing Ingaza. Oh my gosh, and there was somebody else as well. And I also have a cousin out there somewhere called Claire Cotter, too. So, yeah,
1: so you have another cousin. This is crazy, yeah. There's a project director Claire Cotter. Yeah. There was a Claire Cotter I think on the Voice of Ireland somewhere. Was there? I, I think so. Imagine. Yeah, Imagine. You're, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I'm sorry I forgot about that important <laughs> moment in your life when you were on national TV. So yeah,
0: if, I mean, now, account if you manager. Account, it must it must like it, that's the thing if, if you're if you they always say that if you're coming up with a fake name I'm giving like fraud tips now do it um, come up with a very common name so that if someone goes to google you to check S- you they won't be able to find you Sarah Murphy yeah you're out in a night out and someone's like oh I want to make sure you're like yeah I'm Sarah Murphy <laughs> Mary uh, <or> Murphy I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm Mary Murphy <laughs> John Smith <laughs> <laughs> there you go um, Joe Boot. <laughs> okay so I'm going to confess it was my turn to do the actually and I sat down to record this and just around 30 seconds ago, the realisation hit me. So I'm just going to ad lib this one. OK, do it. <clears throat> Go. <clears throat> the West Coast rapper, Dr. Dre, is not actually a medical doctor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good thing. <laughs> he, has, he holds no medical training <laughs> <laughs> and is instead a doctor He's of just, the Beat yeah, Factory.
1: He, he, he heals music. There, this was an actually...
0: You are welcome. So yep. for those of you who were thinking of sending him, like, you know, medical questions or whatever, Dear Dr. Dre, yeah. something smells funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Do
1: you ever remember those people on Facebook way back when they come onto Facebook years later after its inception or whatever? Yeah. Conception. Is that right, the word? Anyway, did I just speak grammar? No, I didn't. And um, basically... You know there'd be these people That would be typing in the questions That they mean to type into Google
0: Oh my god But they'd, they'd have yeah. Facebook statuses yeah, it's awkward They'd be Ooh. like Talking about things You should not be telling anybody <clears throat> Do you remember we used to do that thing It was really In the beginning I was going to say it was cool But it was never cool mm. Where you'd have your name It'd be like Claire Cotter is And you'd be like Watching blah 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 That was your status <laughs> oh, no, Claire Cotter is no, 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 Feeling no, 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 no. really blah 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 <laughs> oh, Today Fringing Oh mm. Yeah, my I'm Facebook memories. Do you know what I'm going to do live in the podcast? I'll, I'll, I looked at one of my Facebook memories. I'm going to pull up some Facebook memories right. from today <laughs> and I'll see what's out there and what has decided to haunt me today. I got haunted How do by... How you find they're in your notifications. I'm yeah. Sure. Sometimes um, the, the notification disappears, but I was looking online oh, it's, today. Mine is gone. Mine's probably like, yeah, look,
1: we've, we'll save you today. Mm, that's um, nice. No, I had one today and it was like a huge
0: uppercase memory me thing. Yes.
1: Go and then it's like I got the job
0: okay seven years ago today oh my my yeah there's a lovely photo of my niece Um, go further down okay there's <clears throat> 19th of June 2013 this is history this is what Claire has said nine years ago <clears throat> I realised there's a fine line between being a patient person and going bat <laughs> insane and that line is having to clean out on microwave. <laughs> <laughs> And I thought that that was something people needed to know. And that is it. That's my Facebook memory. I agree.
1: I I think that's still very relevant. Actually,
0: cleaning my microwave is grand. I'm like, pass here. Come on. What if it's a Dirty, filthy one. Well, it wasn't, because I'm quite a clean person, so Fair I don't enough. know what past is complaining about there. <laughs> no,
1: maybe I used the <laughs> microphone.
0: <laughs> maybe it's a really passive aggressive <laughs> towards me. To
1: you. <laughs> you. know, people put up online, some, some people, people. want to watch themselves in.
0: Okay, I am ready to end my story. Why am I ready to dive in? Because it may just be the greatest story I have ever told on this pod. I told okay. you a while ago when we mm-hmm. were driving into town to buy some things. Yeah, I bought, I went to Tesco to buy razors actually yeah and um i don't know why i need to <laughs> share that with all of you <laughs> everyone's going to be like oh sunday's there's maintenance day <laughs> um i ended up before not even getting in the shop and buying two uh pink neon flamingo lights oh god
1: i put it up on my twitter
0: this is not sponsored for tesco but they're really cool so check out Feast, um, and i'll retweet it there for you as well mm-hmm. uh, and we'll ha- you can have a look at the uh, pink flamingo lights which i don't need no, but, but I wanted, and they are beautiful. So on the way in, I was telling you how excited I am to do the story, and it no. may be um, the greatest story I've ever told on the I'm pod. So Don't want to oversell it. Okay, okay, <laughs> but it's amazing. Um, now I planned to do the story. It was probably one of the first stories I wanted to tell on the podcast, and then just never did. Yeah. And then saw lately that there's actually an Irish. It's the number one podcast in the country at the moment. Okay, so people will know straight away what I'm talking about. It's an Irish Times pod. By the name of Gubu. So the minute I say Gooboo, some people are going to go, ah, oh, yes. They know really And well. I've wanted to tell the story for a long time. Okay. The podcast is a seven part series. It is amazing. I listened to it all. I binged it in one night. Mm. Um, I'm going to do it in one half of an episode. Ooh. So I'm going to be telling the the kind of ins and outs of this really intricate story. Okay, so the word Gooboo, where does it come from? Well, it comes from a quote from former Taoiseach Charles Hawhey. <laughs> who spoke of this incident that I'm about to discuss. In 1982, he said it was a bizarre happening, an unprecedented situation, a grotesque situation, an almost unbelievable mischance. So the um, very famous Irish TD and kind of everything guy, Conor Cruz O'Brien, coined the term gooboo. So grotesque, unprecedented, bizarre, unbelievable to describe the story that I'm going to talk about today. Okay, this story is so bonkers that it almost toppled the government at the time. It is crazy, so I would urge you to go listen to Gooboo podcast. It's amazing, um, but listen to me first. while Oscar's having a mm-hmm. having a moment. He's very he loves the story. Okay, <clears throat> so I'm going to start by telling you about a man named Malcolm MacArthur. Okay. Malcolm, Malcolm MacArthur. MacArthur. So Malcolm was born into a 180 acre estate in Trim, County Mead in 1946. Now, when I looked him up, I, I did a lot of reading here. There's a couple of different articles. There's an amazing article that covers the story from the Offaly Express, which I'll get to as well. The pod- I listened to the podcast and... Some of the like on Wikipedia, and this is a little sign that as much as we like Wikipedia, that it in on Wikipedia says he was born in 1945, mm. on the podcast, which is really well researched, it says 46. Ooh. So I tended to go with what the podcast said because I feel Fair like they've enough. really done their Fair research, enough, yeah. Um. <clears throat> So he's born to Daniel and Irene MacArthur. Now, Daniel's family have come over from Scotland. So his parents were Scottish Mm -hmm. and they're extremely wealthy. So like Daniel growing up would have had access to like, um, they had servants, they had coachmen, they had like just really, really wealthy. The um, estate in Tramazon is pretty big. They live in this kind of, they call it, a lot of locals will call it a farmhouse, but it's more than a farmhouse. It's really, really big. So Malcolm grows up in wealth. Now, there are varying accounts of his childhood. The kind of overall gist that I get of it from reading different accounts is that it's happy, but also quite traumatic. <laughs> so, like... Like a lot of our kind childhoods. Kind of like classic Irish childhood mm, mm. in that, um, you know, nowadays, obviously, Ireland, I'm sure, look, for the majority of people, fine, but um, things like corporal punishment are widely practised. and the Now, he is in a, a very wealthy kind of Anglo-Irish family. Mm-hmm. um. Scottish Irish, but similar to I suppose Anglo Irish, and <clears throat> his parents are very, very distant with him. Mm. So Malcolm is a very shy young boy, but very pleasant by all accounts. If people like him, his school chums like him. Um <clears throat> Mummy and Daddy, unfortunately, fight a lot. Ah. Um they will eventually separate, but like there's a story, it's really sad, actually. They tell on the podcast as well that um they're having this massive argument and Malcolm kind of walks out as as a child and he's walking down the road and he sees his mother driving past him, and then minutes later he sees his father driving past him and they just completely like ignored him they didn't even check if he was okay they didn't tell him where they were going yeah. um so that's the kind of that that's the gist of his childhood they're both very detached. He's looked after by his housekeeper, by the gatekeepers. Students at school talk about like him getting on the school bus and being waved off by the housekeeper or the gatekeepers, but mm. never his parents. If you listen to his mother speaking, um, she is like, there's audio out there of his mother and she has this really posh. It's it's a bizarre accent because while she's Irish, mm. um, like her name is Irene Murray before she got married to um Daniel MacArthur, mm-hmm. she has this very plummy kind of posh accent, and she's like, you know, I was brought up with the, you know, in the generation that children were seen and not heard, and you're like, <laughs> oh God, okay, um, and she talks so casually about a time because the father, um, Daniel was quite abusive, mm. and she talks about a time that um he once bit Malcolm's hand, washed and Malcolm, health. Malcolm required five stitches. That is disturbing. Mm. That is that's animalistic, that's and she tells disgusting. the story in the most detached kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, that that it was incident. normal, yeah, yeah, it was normal, um, and I like for a very wealthy family, you know, it, it's you don't, it's almost uncivilized, yeah, it's you know what it's, I mean? it's, it's just, and I am not saying that um, rich people are any likely less to be violent or whatever, but, you'd but imagine that's often back the then. stereotype that yeah. they're very reserved and calm, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So. I've written here, you know, that Malcolm was lonely, shy, neglected. I would say those are kind of the three um, adjectives that I would use to describe his childhood. Like his cannibal daddy. Um. So he grows up and decides to go to university in America, which is exactly what he does. So he goes to the university of, he moves to California in the sixties and um, goes to UC Davis in California. And he graduates with a degree in economics and history. Okay. So he comes back to Ireland and he, lives with his father his parents have separated by this point um he doesn't do much this is the thing about malcolm um he does apply to do a masters in trinity but he doesn't take it up but he enjoys hanging around the academic kind of circles in Dublin so with writers and um just kind of noted academics in Trinity and that circle is quite small they all know each other mm. and they kind of assume that Malcolm is one of them he does have a degree in <laughs> economics and history but he hasn't done anything since he's yeah. come back to Ireland he just dresses really well, he's posh so they're kind of like, oh yeah, one of us, okay yeah. <laughs> and um he he. he kind of he never discounts the rumors. He's just like yeah. I'm sure I'm one of e. I'm one of the literati or whatever. Um, and he does have in Dublin in the sixties and the seventies. He has a very notable appearance. Um, he's noted to have. Uh, he wears a dickey bow all the time. He dresses in tweed and he has kind of curly, very kind of um, unkempt curly hair mm. and those. So he's a very notable figure around Dublin. Mm. He becomes kind of almost semi-famous being seen around Dublin in these circles. OK, so his dad dies in 1971. Oh, my God, if you're Googling him, you're going to spoil the story for yourself. So try I'm not to. i just to see what he looks like. OK. <clears throat> like look put right it down. down. OK, OK. OK. <laughs> So his dad. So cannibal dad is dead. Right. Dad dies in 1971. Again, on Wikipedia, it says 1974. Mm. But again, the podcast says 71. So I'm going to go with that. Okay. Malcolm inherits his money and he starts living like his best life. Um he's inherited quite a lot of money. He doesn't he decides he doesn't need to work. He just says he has his money. As you do. So he starts living this very kind of um sophisticated Dublin life. He's hanging around all the cool bars. Mm-hmm. He's a socialite basically. He's yeah. like a Parasilton, you know, just hanging around the place. Just chilling. Um kind of Dublin by the way, it's worth pointing this out I don't think any dubs are going to disagree with me here in the sixties and the seventies and coming in that it was an absolute hole of a place. Like yeah. it was really, really, really run down. Um but there are parts of Dublin that are quite, you know, um, kind of upmarket. And he's living in um, he's 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 living a kind of bohemian lifestyle, I would say. Now, so in one of these swanky cool bars that he hangs out in, he meets a lady called Brenda Little. <laughs>
1: I knew this was coming.
0: And Brenda Little will become his partner. Hmm. Okay. And she introduces him to her friend, a man called Patrick O'Connell. Now I want you all to remember Patrick O'Connell. Just park him there for a while. Mm-hmm. Paddy O'Connell. We're going to come back to him in a while, okay? So he met him briefly through um, his partner, and right? is going out with um his his partner now Brenda. Okay, by 1982, he's living in Tenerife with Brenda nice. and their seven-year-old son.
1: Oh wow!
0: How so just life is just exactly. But there's so one problem. Nice. What? All of the money is gone. Oh, crap! So Malcolm does not work, has never worked, and has blown all in ten years. Has blown thousands by the sounds of it, thousands. So he has blown all of it. God. So what does he do? Sells his child. I don't know sells he
1: doesn't sell his child sells the land um, S- sells the house the estate that he inherited so
0: he, well he's already done that oh, so cr- oh, God. what does he is he going to work of course he's not he decides that the only thing that he can do is stage a robbery oh okay oh. so he has to rob somebody because you know he's not going to earn the money himself In now to do no oh so he decides that he needs uh to go back to ireland okay And there that's where he's going to commit his his robbery he decides he needs two things to to commit a robbery: <laughs> a hostage. No. A gun. Yes. Okay. And a mask. No. <laughs> a car and a gun. Okay, that
1: makes okay. more sense. Don't trust me. To do now orders. he
0: tells Brenda that he's going to Switzerland to sort out some of his finances, but he's not. <laughs> he's going to Ireland. So poor old Brenda's like, "Oh, brilliant! Yeah, off I'll just go. stay here. In That's Tenerife. fine. Yeah. Okay." <clears throat> this is about to get dark. All right. So I'm just giving fair warning. The day is 22nd of July 1982 in Ireland. I don't know what's playing on the radio. I'm, I'm feeling a bit early. Of 80s, a... Maybe Madonna. No, it's a bit early for Madonna, is it? Bit of Queen. Could it be Queen. Is. Yes. So queen know, is good. Got a bit of like. Depeche mode, maybe? No, yeah. Maybe a bit early for Depeche. I don't know. I'm thinking a bit of Tin Lizzy. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Early yes. 80s. Bit of ABBA Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, <clears throat> it's hot. It's hot and sweaty. It's hot. It's sweaty. Ooh. Bridie Gargan, she is a twenty-seven-year-old nurse. Oh no, working in Saint James's Hospital. She's finished her shift and she's sunbathing in the Phoenix Park. Okay, the Phoenix Park, by the way, is this beautiful park in in Dublin, and um, where the president lives, actually, our our president yep. in Otterstown. She's parked up her Renault 5 and she is relaxing in the summer sunshine after finishing a shift. Okay, so remember, she's a nurse at St. James's. She's 27. She's chilling out in the park. Someone is watching her. Oh, no. A man who could be considered overdressed in the heat, wearing tweed and a cap and a bow tie. Jesus. Okay. But someone else is watching Malcolm. So, the American ambassador has his residence in the Phoenix Park. He has a gardener called Paddy Byrne. Paddy Byrne is watching Malcolm watch the woman because he's thinking, this guy looks a bit strange. Yeah. He's dressed in this, really overdressed in the heat. Sweating. He looks strange. Yeah. What does he see happen? What does Paddy Byrne witness? Now, there's a wall between himself and um, Malcolm mm. and the lady. Malcolm bundles the woman into the back seat of her car. God. And he begins hitting her with a lump hammer. Okay. Which is awful. God now Paddy is obviously like what the f yeah. is happening mm. so he runs over he approaches Malcolm and Malcolm actually senses him coming and sits up and pretends to be reading a newspaper and he covers um uh Brady in a newspaper what a piece of it but when um uh Paddy looks in he's like uh he can see blood he can yeah, see yeah. she's trying to speak to him but she can't God she's almighty. falling unconscious Malcolm jumps out of the car and threatens him with a gun and tells him like if you come any closer I'm going to put a bullet in you Um, the gun is actually an imitation gun but Paddy doesn't know that mm-hmm. he tries his best to wrestle the gun out of Malcolm's hands but he can't Um, Brenda the sight of Brenda absolutely haunts him forever because she's in the back covered in blood God. trying to speak can't really speak Malcolm sensing that he's you know about to get caught he jumps into the front seat of the car and he speeds off what a piece okay. of ass I'm just going to say that again now, this is where it gets even more. The, and this whole story is going to get more and more crazy as it goes on. So okay. this, is just the, this is just the bottom of the crazy I'm so mountain. so but I'm so okay. heartbroken for that poor girl. Yeah. So this is where it gets crazy. An ambulance notices the car and the lady covered in blood at the back. <clears throat> but because poor Albrady has a hospital car park sticker on the front of her car, they assume Malcolm is a doctor who's taking her to hospital Mm. so the ambulance gives him an escort out of the park to the hospital and just at the hospital gates malcolm does a u-turn in the car because he's like oh i need to escape now which is exactly what he does so he eventually abandons the car i think it's on the south circular road uh with poor bridey inside it and bridey um sadly will die four days later from her injuries god okay so he has just murdered somebody essentially well he doesn't know he's murdered her yet but he's um severely beaten a woman with a hammer so i mean this is like an escalation of like this is uh, the word charlie how coined unprecedented i mean it's just so bizarre and frightening in ireland in 1982 for this to happen now malcolm then casually strolls into an office on the south circular road to ask about bus times and the thing about this story because It is crazy how he's going to be caught and all of this happens but Mm. one thing that we need to take note of is how notable he is. He just sticks out like a sore thumb wherever he goes. He has the appearance of somebody who's you know very cultured but he also has a very cultured accent. He speaks really really poshly. Mm. Um, So he goes into the office to ask about bus times because he wants to get to Edenderry in County Offaly. Mm. Now some people think he's creating an alibi by being seen to be asking about the buses but actually it'll be one of the things that'll work against him later on he wants to go to Edenderry in County Offaly because he's seen an ad in a newspaper for a shotgun for sale so before he goes on the bus to Edenderry he gets a bus to Finglas in Dublin he goes to a pub bathroom there and he shaves off his beard okay now he decides Leave the bow tie on, but like shave the beard. <laughs> God, like, oh yeah, I don't want to look too noticeable. <laughs> I'll leave the bow tie in Dublin in 1982, but I'll shave off my beard. Now, he has been noticed, I mean, by several people at this point.
1: Mm.
0: So he gets, and a person has literally witnessed the crime as well, yeah. I remember. Mm. So he gets to Edenderry, probably by bus, by the 24th of July. It's a Saturday. Okay, and in Edenderry County, awfully he sticks out like a sore thumb. Oh, for However, sure, yeah. he stood out in Dublin, yeah, awfully like. Okay, yeah. um, to our American listeners, it might be like an S, like a really swanky New Yorker going to like Minnesota or something. I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, um, it's worth noting as well that awfully are due to play the Leinster Senior Hurling Final against Kilkenny in Dublin the next day. Okay, on the Sunday, so he spends the night on the harbour. In Eden because there's the Royal Canal is there. Yeah. <clears throat> and he's spotted here. Because again, <laughs> we come from like a small uh village in Ireland. and there is a town, but sick, similar thing. You just know like strangers, you're like, Oh, is that guy up there. Who who's he now? Yeah, you just you know? know, yeah. So people are like, Oh, that guy isn't looking a bit strange, he's very overdressed for mm. awfully in the summer. He's <laughs> awfully overdressed, if it was like oh. <laughs> oh. um he, it's the summer yeah he's wearing like a big coat he's wearing tweed he's wearing a cap he's wearing orange wearing glasses he's wearing like yeah he's he's sweating now so he spends the night in the harbour he's spotted here so people do see him in the morning he buys milk and he buys a Sunday independent where it's possible he probably read about the crime that he committed Mm. you know so he's due to meet the man about the shotgun on Sunday morning the man's name is Donald Dunn Donald Dunn is a 27 year old farmer they meet at the post office in Edendary, um, and they decide to drive out to a bog outside the town where Malcolm can test the gun. So it's like a clay pigeon shooting kind of area and they say, mm-hmm. well, Malcolm, you can... um, Pop a few shots there, yeah. Yeah, test the gun. He's seen by a congregation leaving Sunday Mass with Donal, okay? And again, because he's so notable, people take note of it. <clears throat> so Donal hands the gun to Malcolm to test it. He turns it on Donald, mm-hmm. shoots him in the head, and kills him instantly. Joseph, okay. Oh, God. He makes a really terrible attempt to hide the body. It's found later in the day by a seven year old oh boy. Oh, God almighty.
1: Okay. This is insanity. Yeah. Oh,
0: now, am I allowed to swear? <clears throat> I mean, no. Can I just call him a bollocks? Yeah, he is a bollocks. Yeah, Malcolm a bollocks. steals Donald's Ford escort which is later found abandoned in Dublin, it's found very easily because, remember I said Offaly were playing in the uh, Leinster okay. final. It has an Offaly ridge, <laughs> and lots of Offaly folk are going to Cro- to the match, to Croke Park mm-hmm. and they just follow this car. They assume it knows where it's going. So they're like, oh, I should just follow our man, just follow and, that man. Oh, and they assume he brilliant. must be going yeah, to the yeah, match. yeah,
1: different times, no GPS. So the
0: car is found very, very quickly, which links Dublin with Offaly, with the location. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about this, the cops, these are two seemingly very different murders one is a violent crime on a woman yeah. it looks like it could be a crime of passion it looks like it could be an emotional crime yeah the other is just a violent like it's with a shotgun it's a totally different mo they on the surface have zero connection so it would it could have been likely that they would never have been solved were guards not able to draw connections between both crimes right so <clears throat> fingerprints were taken from the abandoned. he left the Sunday Independent in the bin at the harbour and a shovel in the Phoenix Park um, that the perpetrator had had touched at the scene of both crimes and they were able to match the fingerprints so they were able to say well the same part th- this person was uh, not necessarily that he committed both crimes but he was in both places mm. which is a little bit very fishy suspicious. so even though the crimes are very different mm-hmm. um, they were able to kind of go huh okay now Note the uh, crime he has not committed yet which was the plan all along which is yeah, a Robin. robbery. So on August 4th this is this is a bit a week later now so we're a bit later even more than a week about a week and a half later he visits the home of a US diplomat called Harry Bailing in Caligny. Now for those of uh, listeners who are outside of Ireland that might not understand Kaliny is a very swanky part of Dublin. Very, very wealthy part of Dublin. And <clears throat> he bluffs his way into this guy's house by saying, I was at a party here a few months ago. I really liked your house. You had gorgeous views of the ocean um, out of one of your windows. I'd love to um have a look at that, take a photograph of the view. Mm. And your man said, grand, because again, he is uh, seemingly very well to do. He doesn't seem like your average, like stereotypical criminal. So they go into the room and that's when... He brings out the shotgun. God. And Harry is like, I'm just going to go into the other room to get my checkbook. But really, he just runs out the door and calls the police. Good <laughs> man <clears> himself. Okay. Now, this, what he does next, it is just, this is why it's, it's, it's goo boo, basically. So it just, if it's not, <laughs> the story isn't crazy enough, it gets even crazier. Okay. So, um,. He flees then to Docky, which is another area in Dublin. Another very posh part of Dublin. Docky is an incredibly wealthy part of Dublin as well. Okay. Houses in Docky at the moment in the millions to buy. Okay. And he he f- uh, flees to Docky. And he knocks on the door of his old acquaintance, Patrick Connolly, Paddy Connolly. The guy okay. you told us to remember, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, Paddy doesn't really remember him, but he kind of does. And he's able to say, oh, I'm, I'm Brenda's partner. And, you yeah. know, I, I just, um, I came home there from um, Tenor- Switzerland oh, where I'm starting yeah. some of my finances and I just need a place to stay. Yeah. Um, now, remember, he's after committing a double murder. <laughs> he has the murder weapon with him. And Paddy Connolly is like, yeah, grand. Obviously, I, I know Brenda. That's fine. The issue here is that Paddy Connolly happens to be the country's attorney general.
1: Yes,
0: which means that Paddy Connolly gives provides legal advice to the government. He is, um, it is an insanely prestigious position. Wow, so he's one of the most famous men, you know. And in,
1: did did Malcolm
0: know this? Yes, he did. Oh, okay, so, um. So he unknowingly is harboring the most wanted man in the state in his home <laughs> at the time. The That's shotgun insane. is upstairs in his house. That's insane. Okay, so Malcolm kind of hangs around there for a couple of days, and your man is coming and going. Um, mm. uh, uh Paddy Connolly, and he's like, "Yeah, grand, make yourself comfortable there, Malcolm. You seem like a grand fella. You <laughs> oh know, you're, he's goodness. in a diggy bowl, Like, how threatening? Oh, jeez. Okay, now Malcolm's next decision. Okay. So he's sitting around and like, what would you do in this? You're like, oh, I, st- I, you know, I don't really know like what to do. Remember at this point as well that there's no internet or anything like that, so it's not like the guards can track him down. They need to actually have an address. They need to, they don't mm. know his name yet. They don't know anything about him. They know that yes, the person who they pro- same person probably committed both murders, but we don't. We know he's probably in Dublin. Okay, Malcolm decides it would be a good idea to ring the guards and tell them. That the Harry Bailing robbery was a joke. It was a joke. It was a prank. I was joking. <laughs> I was messing. <laughs> like, gotcha. <laughs> he's like, it's just a joke, just Harry. It's a prank, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. Because, yeah. Because he knows that Um. he's afraid that they'll draw connections between that. Because if they say, oh, he took out a shotgun. Yeah. That they might trace it back to him. And the guards are like... What's your name? And he says, "My name is Malcolm MacArthur." So he tells the guards oh. his name. Now, one plucky, sharp member of Angarda Shiacona is like, "This mad lad, <laughs> this absolute <laughs> mad lad, might just be our fugitive." Yeah, because we're talking here about somebody who is dressed like this, who's got a cultured accent. Who's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things tying up here. Now, you think it's they have his name. So you think, easy, peasy, but they can't find him. They mm. can't find him because remember, days before the internet, he doesn't have any fixed abode in Ireland. Yeah. um, It's not like they can look him up on Facebook and where he's checked yeah. in, eating, yeah. you know, and I don't know. It really was a different time. Though. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. So what they do is, they know he's in Dublin, so they just start interviewing everyone. Like, oh, snap. So literally everyone. Now, there is a man who gave him a lift from Kalini. <laughs> To Darky, following the bungled robbery, <laughs> oh right? So he messes up the robbery. He gets a lift from Kalini to Darky, uh, which is just you're wanted, and you you get a lift with somebody yeah. like, oh, it's crazy. And the guy remembers him because he's like, yeah, the bow tie, the hair, the clothes, like this posh guy. I remember him. So they kind of go, okay, this seems like he's in Darky, the police. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> all this
1: time Brenda's this, this, sitting there somewhere this, out in Tenerife
0: <laughs> this is my favourite part of the story okay I mean it's so sad for the victims mm-hmm. but like this is just bonkers in Docky they they just totally fortuitously like this is just luck it's just total consequence they pull over a taxi driver and he's delivering so he's uh, bringing a delivery to a man who lives in an apartment in Docky this is such a sign of rich people. I mean, the two things he is bringing him, one is Perrier water, okay? Cuz you know, he's not drinking the tap water yes. But also hacksaws. <laughs> so these are the two things that Malcolm has requested. And they're like, "Hmm, <laughs> might the hacksaws be to cut the barrels off a shotgun?" Oh,
1: so straight
0: away god. they're like, "Oh, so where are you headed?" And he's saying, "Oh, I'm headed it's actually the Attorney General's apartment." Oh my god. And the guards are like, "What?" Yeah, <laughs> so they're like, right. So they arrive, this massive guard raid to the house, oh and goodness. the attorney general, Patrick Connolly, is like, hello, Malcolm, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> now, sadly, Patrick Connolly will lose his job over this, mm. so Patrick Connolly had to resign over that. I mean, ah, that's to. cruel, yeah. Um, uh, it, it's a massive scandal, it almost topples the government. I mean, it's huge. Now, Malcolm MacArthur is—he's brought in and he confesses to both murders immediately, like just straight away. Um, he comes across very, very remorseless. He doesn't seem to nah, really care. He's very condescending. Kind of, tendencies. he's very arrogant. Disgusting. He's just this very unlikable man. Mm. Um, now this, it gets this is what is very infuriating, actually, and and kind of for the, especially for the um the family of Donald Dunn It becomes quite legally complex here because MacArthur. Will only be prosecuted for one murder, and that is the murder of Bridie Gargan. Mm. The family of Donald Dunn have been fuming ever since, understandably, and rightfully. So yeah. now the the, uh, the DPP, that's the Director of Public Prosecutions in um in Ireland, mm. decide not to proceed with a prosecution for the Donald Dunn murder. It's officially called a null prosecute proseci or prosecute, know, mm. it's Latin basically, which means they don't pursue prime, uh, prosecuting him. Why there's lots of complex kind of legal reasons why mm. it was felt, I suppose, by the DPP that it would be easier. Malcolm is very freely confessing to the murder of Bridie Gargan. There are multiple witnesses that place him at the scene, mm-hmm. um, but there are no witnesses to the murder of um of um Donal Dunn, and. Even though, I mean, the shotgun, like, he had the shotgun with him and, oh my God, the amount of, like, even that on its own. Yeah. But they feel, the DPP kind of feels that the defence, his defence team, and he does have a very, one of his defence teams, actually Michael McDool, who later going to be a prominent Irish politician, um, that they could claim they could plead guilty to one murder but not guilty to another which will draw out the case. Mm. So they decide to strike a deal with him where you plead guilty to one murder and that's the deal they come up with. It's horrific yeah, for the family so, of Donald so Yeah,
1: that's, I was just thinking about them.
0: Um, just, Where the DPP were coming from I suppose is that this ensures a prison sentence for him. Um, He is sentenced to 30 years. Now, again, to explain this to our listeners who are not Irish or living abroad or not familiar with the Irish legal system, um, you know, murderers in Ireland can get out of prison quite quickly like we're not it, our system here is a bit bonkers in that you could like realistically like some murders it depends on we we don't do it quite the same as first degree second degree but we have like similar Mm-hmm. And some people who've committed murder can get out of prison in like as little as seven or eight years, you know, 15 years. Life in Ireland does not necessarily mean life. Oh, it's a joke. In fact, it really means life. Yeah. But he had a mandatory life sentence and he did serve 30 years in prison, which is long. For somebody in Ireland, that is a long prison sentence. Rightfully, obviously, rightfully. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, look, he should, opinion time, obviously, I don't think he should ever have gotten out. Mm-hmm. Um, He does serve 30 years. He was released in 2012. Oh, wow. He's still alive. Oh, God. And he can still be seen around Dublin. He's 74 years of age. Um, and he's still kind of a, a site, a famous site, walking the streets of Dublin. Um, A double murderer, double very, two very violent murderers. Mm. And he's just, yeah, 74 years just around. walking around the place. He's 74 now. the story is... That's insanity. Oh, it's just a crazy How's story.
1: Nobody actually attacked him, like...
0: I'm just saying I'm not justifying violence but I'm saying how is nobody I know if he's so yeah. recognizable why like god um and the and and yeah the 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 attorney general there was all these kind of salacious rumors at the time that they were in a homosexual relationship which was okay. not true um just a bit of casual homophobia there from the Irish thrown in oh, yeah. and um yeah it was just this and that's exactly that's why Gooboo is such a great <laughs> cuz it's it's a crazy story it just means Gooboo means crazy just like grotesque unprecedented bizarre unbelievable that's insane. Yeah. Never heard that story before. Poor old Birdie and poor old Donal. And um, we have Brady, to remember yeah. the murder victims in these yeah, stories. Yeah, they're because, the most important people to yeah, remember. It's, it's very sad. But he is a uh, an awful person. And yeah. a, yes, an awful childhood. But I mean, come yeah, on. I mean. Uh, no sympathy for you there at all, Malcolm. No. And um, yeah, there's lots of pictures. You are, you are now permitted to look at a picture of him if you, if yeah, you so I don't want to look him up. You really kind really of that, that energy. Him, you know. She's um, dad had bitten off both his hands. Sorry, so yeah, that was it's a it's of... it's, uh, it's a crazy story yeah. and one that I've always I've always kind of had at the back of my mind. Never heard of it before because it's it's the year my brother was born actually, and oh. my brother's forty this year. The story is forty. My, it was my brother's birthday actually. Happy um, birthday, happy, happy birthday, bro. And sister's birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, <laughs> birthday sister. <laughs> so yeah, that's my story. And that it is was crazy,
1: insane. I can't even. T- that. Oh my god, that was amazing! But also, it just, just gets
0: crazier and crazier. It's just
1: nuts that he showed it's, up it's at this him. attorney general's place, like, <laughs> like Ireland. I know
0: where I'll hang out. <laughs> the attorney general, but feel it just sorry shows for him. You yeah, know, I do. like if I he do. genuinely yeah, didn't know, he did say, oh, not. Right. He didn't. I feel know.
1: sorry for your man's wife, like off out in Tenerife and then having to deal with that <clears <clears and <throat> a seven-year-old child. Yeah, you know, and like. Useless scumbag. He just was spoiled. absolutely
0: spoiled and allergic to the idea of poverty. You know that he, like, up his own ass. He couldn't basically. even, even when he would no money, he had to hang out in darky. He had to hang out in collide, You know what I mean? Yeah, very um, Just a, uh, just, just a disgusting human being,
1: really. Yeah. You know, I don't care. It is what it is. You know, I said it. Um, okay well <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like, how do i top that listeners if you're still here it's okay to tune out now but i'm gonna tell you no story. yours is oh. amazing okay. It's well. one of my favorite stories okay i'm gonna try
0: try okay it's gonna be my favorite episode so so yesterday
1: okay uh we were playing resident evil village claire's favorite game favorite. well you were well it's up there it's not yeah. my favorite you you, you were and not me yeah. um and our character, Ethan, in the game was strolling around a castle in the game. And of course, we spotted a lot of torture devices <laughs> in the dungeon areas of the game, right? And keep in mind, you know, this this game is incredibly detailed. If anyone has played it, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, check out the gameplay. It's really cool. Um, anyway, of course, amongst these like torture items and stuff, we observed some iron masks. And this is what has inspired me for today's topic, uh, which, of course, will revolve around the story of the man in the iron
0: mask. Oh, I'm so mm. excited. You have no idea how much I love this. Like,
1: Well, before I absolutely butcher this topic, uh, <laughs> disclaimer alert, uh, I'm terrible at French and I may pronounce a few you know, names or mispronounce, should I say. Um, and I apologise to myself. For not studying French hard enough for in secondary school. Bien. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Excuse moi. Anyway, so I'm sure there are a few listeners that are probably listening in, and they're just like kind of thinking about whoa, 1998 film, Leonardo DiCaprio, <gasps> Man in the Iron Mask, Musketeers, all this. Love f- that film. Yeah. I mean, it's so like it's, been age- it's cheesy terry. as crap. I'm gonna watch I, that. I'm gonna find I want
0: to look for it now. I'm gonna make yeah. I'm gonna make me and Zay watch it tonight.
1: Nice, nice. <laughs> I don't know how bien, <laughs> <laughs> très bien. <laughs> oui. uh, bien. And um, so, yeah, starring our, our wonderful Leonardo DiCaprio. Twice. Well, it was that <laughs> wonderful, but anyway, um, <laughs> I'm like, you're like, oh, it's spicy Shade. in there, you know.
0: Gabriel Byrne, isn't it? Legend. Um, Jeremy Irons. Jeremy's. Irons. Scar.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> anyway, for those that remember, OK, uh, the film is not actually exactly factual <laughs> and it only serves to kind of stimulate, you know, your adventure action love for cinema. Uh, as for those that have not heard of the man in the iron mask, well, what I can tell you is that basically this man was a prisoner that was imprisoned uh, during er, in France during the reign of uh, Louis XIV. And so we're going into the 17th and 18th century here, or centuries. Uh, and the man in the iron mask was not just imprisoned in one prison throughout his incarceration. He was held in a few prisons around the place in France. Uh, so what is known about him is that, well, the man was arrested in July of 1669. In the summer of 1669. <laughs> um, I don't know, French Brian Adams. In the summer I read of a 69. story
0: yesterday what? that Brian Adams once had a guy kicked out of one of his gigs because he, you know, Brian Adams, no, not Brian Adams. Who's <laughs> Brian Adams. Adams again? Brian Adams is the super cool. Brian Adams. <laughs> no, like Brian Adams is actually, no, Ryan, okay, so super quickly. Yeah. Ryan Adams was married to Mandy Moore. Uh, Ryan Adams is, like, really, really cool. Love his music. Absolute jerk. Like, part, of the, some mm. of the Me Too stuff that came out about him. Not, you know, not a little yeah. bit, sl- I can't say too much, because, you know, mm-hmm. if he ever comes across this, he will sue me. Okay. Um, but also not to have, like, a really bad temper. And oh, just, yeah. Disgusting. But he sings, he has a beautiful song that I love called, Mr. the stars go blue. I love it, anyway. But um, he's, he <laughs> once kicked someone out of a gig, because they kept going, I'm sober of 69. They kept requesting it. And he was love just, it. like, love it. Yeah. Out. Yeah.
1: I would. I'd wind someone like that up. Yeah, same human mad lad. But this is the, the July of sixteen sixty nine, and um, we know that this man was arrested and he was given this kind of pseudonym, kind of name of. I can't. I'm sorry. Uh, Eustache Dogeur. Yeah. Yeah. Dog-year. So U-dash, I'm going to. I think it's Dogeur. Is it yeah. or something? It's yeah. It's D A U G E R. Yeah. Right. Now, there is much speculation as to the identity of the man as nobody could identify him because when he was imprisoned, he was imprisoned wearing a veil that was worn over his face, which was later supposedly replaced by an iron mask. And he was held under the custody of a French governor um, named, God, I'm sorry, the Saint-Mars. We're going to call him Saint-Mars, right? And the man in the iron mask, he was imprisoned for... 34 years before passing away on November uh, 1703. Strangely, when the man in the iron mask passed away, his, I quote, inhumation certificate had the name Marchioli written onto it, possibly suggesting his true name as Eustace Dogier may not have been his real name. Now, to this day, right, the identity of the man in the iron mask has been debated by historians and there are various theories floating around the place as to who he really was. Mm-hmm. But the first of these theories was proposed by French writer and philosopher, Voltaire, Voltaire. in 1771. In his *Questions sur l'Insightlopedia, Voltaire theorised that the man in the iron mask was the older, illegitimate brother of Louis XIV the King. And he drew his information from correspondence sources and documents between Saint-Mars mm-hmm. and his superiors in Paris. Now, in 1932, a French historian by the name of Maurice Duvivier proposed that the prisoner was not the illegitimate older brother of the king, but rather that the prisoner was a man truly named Eustache Dugier, except his version of this dude was called Eustache Dugier de Cavoy. This man was responsible for being involved in several political scandals in the 1660s, but this was actually disproved by 1953, the year my mama was born, thanks to the specific documents that were published by a man named Georges, I don't know, Moncredien. Thank you.
0: It was beautiful. Thank you.
1: Furthermore, in 2015, a crap load of documents were made available online through the National Archives of France, which allowed folks to access over like 100 million documents uh, with 800 documents relating to St. Mars, right? And these documents confirm the reputed avarice of St. Mars, who appears to have diverted the funds paid by the king for our prisoner, the man in the iron mask. Now, the National Archives of France has made the original data available online relating to the inventories of the goods and papers of St. Mars, right? And um, long story short... It's just kind of like you can have a look at them if you want, but there's a lot there. And all I know from these documents is based on, you know, the conditions of how he was kind of imprisoned in certain prisons. Um, So, for example, uh, they provide descriptions of the cells uh, where, you know, the prisoner lived, uh, which only contained like a sleeping mat and zero luxuries, right? Oh, my God. So... We'll go into that a bit Um, when the iron, sorry, when the iron mask, iron man, uh, when the man in the iron mask was first arrested and prepped for prison life, he was to be housed in a cell with multiple doors. So where one door would open or close upon another. Right. So Mm -hmm. it would prevent anyone from listening into any conversations or anything from outside. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was only to receive food and water and whatever else, you know, you know, he needed only once a day. And apparently, he, you know, was if he spoke of anything other, you know, any if he said like, oh, um, it's a nice day outside, is it? You know, he'd be killed, right? If he went out, if he spoke about things that he didn't need, he could be, he was threatened that he'd be killed, right? And the first prison where he was imprisoned was called uh, Pignarol. and in this prison, uh, it had a reputation for jailing up people who were considered to be an absolute like embarrassment to the state. Anyway. To some relief here, okay, the man in the iron mask was not always isolated from fellow prisoners in Uh In letters written from Saint-Mars to a man by the name of Lavu, he described the man in the iron mask as a quiet man who had, I quote, disposed to the will of God and to the king and gave no trouble. Some of the prisoners in the prison were eventually freed, by the way, but not our man in the iron mask. Okay. However, after some of these prisoners were released, Saint-Mars discovered little tunnels that have been dug around the prison, realising that prisoners could communicate with one another. And then the chances of how, like, you know, he started getting nervous thinking, oh God, some of the prisoners, you know, we've released know about the here. Uh-oh. Right? They must know about him. Anyway, so... The man in the iron mask ended up being taken away to other prisons around the place. Uh, Saint Mars was kind of, he, he ended up becoming the governor of certain prisons around the place. The first one was a place called Exile's Fort and he took Dog Ear with him there. And then he was moved along to a prison at a place called Saint Marguerite. And then one of the Learning Island prisons, which is roughly a kilometer from Cannes, just try to throw that in there. Uh, that was my main, you know, input for research. I was like, yes, Cannes, the Cannes <laughs> Film Festival. <laughs> yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, Cannes Festival. And um, it was while making the journey to Saint Marguerite that the rumors started to spread around the place about the prisoner this prisoner wearing an iron mask. And as always, again, he was put into a cell eventually with multiple doors. Now God. The last prison that the man in the iron mask ended up being held at was one of the most infamous prisons in France, which of course is the Bastille. The, yes, the Bastille prison in Paris. And saint Mars obviously ended up there too, as he was appointed as its new governor. Uh, hence why poor, I don't know, Zogher, was, was dragged along again. And the man in the iron mask was placed into solitary confinement, like a solitary cell, which was a third chamber up the Burtadar Tower he remained there until 1703 where he died in November and the following day he was buried under the name of Machioli and that was that. Now, based on Wikipedia searches (laughs) Okay, thank you Wikipedia. I should really donate. Um, I've been provided with a list of potential candidates as to who he may have been. And this is not due to laziness, I promise. I'm just going to try and throw that out there. (laughs) But some of the people that were considered as candidates, right, uh, according to a lot of historians. First, people thought that maybe he was one of the king's relatives. Mm. And then, of course, uh, some people theorized that he was the king's twin brother. Yeah. Okay. And a strange one. Was that, and we know about the King's twin brother, you know, from the film as well. It's pretty, you know, Leo with long hair, Leo with short hair. Or no, they both have they long both, hair. They both look yeah, the exact same. Yeah.
0: They're two different actors. But I just like <laughs> left and right Leo, basically, to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor um, Leo and Rich Leo. Um, and then it
1: was uh, theorised that he could have been the King's father. And that's an interesting one here on Wiki. It says in 1955, Hugh Ross Williamson argued that the man in the iron mask was the natural father of Louis XIV. According to his theory, the miraculous birth of Louis XIV in 1638 would have come after Louis XIII had been estranged from his wife, Anne of Austria for 14 Mm. years. So it just suggests that Cardinal Richelieu, the king's minister, had arranged for a substitute, probably an illegitimate son or grandson of Henry VI, to become, is it the 6th Ivy? No, yeah, it is. 4th. Dang, I can't read my Roman numerals. <laughs> I'm a history teacher too. <laughs> um, to become intimate with the queen and father and heir in the king's stead. Anyway, there's laws there and that, that's absolutely nuts. Then there was theories that it could have been a very important French general. Okay? Mm -hmm. And then there was one, and I found this interesting, someone said he could have been the son of Charles II. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay.
1: So, a fellow by the name of Barnes in 1908 presents James de la Crochet, the alleged illegitimate son of the reluctant Protestant Charles II of England, who would have been his father's secret intermediary with the Catholic Court of France. One of Charles's confirmed illegitimate sons, the Duke of Monmouth, has also been proposed as the man in the iron mask. A Protestant, he led a rebellion against his uncle, the Catholic King James II. The rebellion failed and Monmouth was executed in 1685. But in 1768, a writer named St. Foy, really cool name, by the way, (laughs) F-O-I-X, claimed that another man was executed in his place and that Monmouth became the masked prisoner. Okay. It being uh, in Louis' uh, interest to assist a fellow Catholic like James who would not necessarily want to kill his own nephew. Mm. Okay. Um, and then they were thinking it might have been some Italian diplomat. I mean, you never know. Do you know? <laughs> and then, of course, there was the suggestion that it was Eustache Dyer de Cavoy. Um and there's interesting stories about that fella here on Wiki, but I won't go into it because it's quite deep, and it might be suitable for another topic at some point linked up with this one, just to explain who that guy was and why he was such a disgrace, you know, to <laughs> to the French. But um, yes, the story of the Iron Man and the Iron Mask is quite sad. Oh, I love it. I mean just looking it's at Resident Evil yeah. And looking at the masks <clears throat> and, and like how like, uncomfortable That would That's always
0: been. the key question Is like Why did they keep him alive Like he could have Obviously been Just killed yep. Like if they're going to treat him The way they treated him He was him definitely someone important So he's somebody that they Decided to keep alive But then you have to look at Like why What reasoning was behind that Was it well, the se- effort was it and sympathy and, Money like as well It would have cost money It was Extreme and hear, effort. like
1: It's the fact that St. Mars Everywhere St. Mars went As a governor yeah, here or the man in there—it's very ma- uh, the, strange. The Irish mask, the, the Irish mask, <laughs> <laughs> big shamrock. Um, yeah. No, I've
0: I've always been fascinated by the story because it's, it's just that's exactly why such perpetual—it's so secrecy. sad
1: though. Like you know, I know it's a film, I know that you know, 98, <laughs> I know it's Leo, and but imagine being in an uncomfortable iron mask
0: for thirty-four years. Yeah, I think that that's the that's the it's Is It a punishment? like a punishment, yeah. but then why keep him alive? Yeah, and like, uh, if it, if it is and a punishment, him. yeah, like, what could somebody have possibly done? Like, and then, yeah, I, it, I've it, i always had a million questions just swirling mm. around my noggin mm. about it because I've, I've always been so fascinated by it. it People think Iron Man's cool, but it's like, it takes a lot of He's sweat. OG Iron yeah. Man. He's like, <laughs> He's like, hold. Can we <laughs> hold never my mind. Mind. I was gonna say, can we like Photoshop Leo's make, head with the make, iron
1: mask onto Iron we're Man?
0: Make memes. Oh, <laughs> the long hair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really want to watch it now. I mean, like it's oh, yeah, historically it's been, So, like I the musketeers, up, there were rumors as well
1: that there was a man that the man was being guarded all the time by two musketeers okay, and uh there there was a rumor there, right, but these are all rumors. You know? I
0: just was oh, a true yeah, yeah. I, d- I would just you know, do you ever think sometimes I think this, this is a kind of crazy, but like
1: crazy
0: if you could well say I don't know you got visited by a genie or I don't know <laughs> like you Jesus. go you go to the afterlife at some point and cool. they say to you you can know the answer to three like mysteries <sighs> yeah. Who's the man? One of mine the would probably mask. be like, where did D.B. Cooper go? <laughs> okay, DB Cooper. <laughs> Maybe, but I don't know. What do I care that much? You could have the answer. They'd be like, we thought you were gonna ask, like, what's the meaning of life? I'm like, no. No, no,
1: DB Cooper. It was the man in the iron mask. Man in the iron mask. And uh, what would my one be? If we team up together.
0: And will come up some good. I'll wait for you. Three so I'd be amount. like
1: asking, like, was Atlantis real? Like, was it like all just okay. a big lie? Or, you know, I'd be like, I don't know, like who's the teacher that said no? I to was going to say
0: I was going to have some dark ones there. I'm going to leave children out of it, but yeah, like yeah, missing, yeah, yeah. missing children would kind of be the obvious one that I, you know. You'd like yeah, to, I know the one. But where if you're it was like at, yeah. historical mysteries, I'd be like, hmm, yeah, that would be one. That would probably be that would probably be a big one. Millionaire yeah. mask. Who was he? I was just something really boring. Like, just some guy. His name was like Henri something or other. Yep. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> Theory. Thanks. <laughs> me, Thierry Henry. <laughs> um, For any Americans listening, just, just look up Theory Henry and but Ireland. Ireland. You'll figure and it. You'll, you'll see why we're so angry. It was blatantly corrupt. Just, oh my God. Corrupt.
1: Yeah. Still can't listen to him. No, I can't, can't either. Just, just no. Was here now. Way. down here. <laughs> was way down. Yep, that was yep. so much. Fun. It was very quick, but I know there's I a lot of layers to that story. You know, alien-esque. But uh But it's just, That's it's good, just sorry. sad. It just kind of ma- allows us to reflect. Unless now there's someone out there in an iron mask in a prison listening to this podcast, but for everyone else, it makes you <laughs> reflect on that. You know
0: how lucky your life is. You know.
1: Oh my God! No, no, appreciate you wouldn't be the able, able
0: to like talk, laugh, spit, sweating
1: inside. If you <laughs> all the things on I like face. to do: talk, laugh, spit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Um, you couldn't, like, even eating, obviously they, I mean, surely they took off the mask when he was... No, they probably just fed him through a straw or something. God.
1: Like, the ones now in Resident Evil Village, like, there's ones, you know, where they're crisscross yeah, they're the face. There's there. a bit of steak. Yeah. Oh, you know, God. you can get a cold breeze against the face. thinking about it now, I'm like, oh, my God. Humans, man, we're so fucked up, you know. I'm not going to swear. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm not swearing today. <laughs> um, but it's just, it's, it's. I suppose, it just goes beyond, you know, yeah. your hour...
0: You know, uncomprehension that people could design punishment. Yes, it's insanely cruel. But mm. then there's also... I did read before that they wanted him somewhat looked after. Like, that he wasn't treated like the no, other prisoners. No, he wasn't beaten. He
1: was allowed to that, talk to other pri- or to
0: interact with he, bit. Yeah, so, like, that there seemed to be some kind of humanity there. So, like, mm. it would seem that they were keeping him alive on more compassion grounds than cruelty grounds. I have no idea. I, like, why would... That's no life for somebody to live. Like, it's... Mm like it's a nightmare like i would mm. and actually, i often I, wonder that like he he just kept going like in mother of god he had no choice yeah then he's probably shackled half the time <laughs> take the shackles
1: off my feet so i, I can dance and um, actually one of the questions i would ask you know if we ended up in heaven uh, i say if because <laughs> heaven's probably going to be shaking its head and i was like not those <laughs> two. um but i'd be like where was was henry do you remember the the hills Oh yeah Were they right You know and they their alien work? Did it oh, yeah. really happen Did, Did the aliens really, really yeah. get them You know yeah. Totally throw that in there That'd be another good one Yeah mm. I don't believe
0: them Sorry mm. <laughs> them.
1: sorry. Aliens have kids. <laughs> oh, I told you that like, Their like, granddaughter's
0: like UFC fighter She's pretty oh, out there Listening to the podcast right now She's like
1: What cracking <laughs> is Crowd is ready numbers. for me I'm like <laughs> one, ticket
0: to, <laughs> one ticket to ticket to
1: Cork airport please Okay it's been a lovely that was episode. So
0: much fun. Oh, Your story stretch. was, yeah. Oh, that's
1: that was it. a good story, and one I really reflect on and <laughs> enjoy.
0: I'm going to Google him. It was a good story, yeah. He just has a face that you want to punch repeatedly. Well, he's still. I don't have usually. I can violence, find him. but I can find him.
1: Yeah, like our, hey, are you that guy? Are you? Do you know? Come over here to Phoenix Park. <laughs> okay, never mind. I'm about to go a bit further with my <laughs> imagination there. Uh, anyway, we're wishing you all a lovely week. You know, lovely seven days there. Hopefully you all get a bit of sun. Have a
0: great week. A bit of sunshine. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And Let send it our way. Sunshine. If there's some sunshine, could you just Please like just invoke see. sunny Irish weather? Like it's cold. It's so not even a plane ticket, you know, yeah. to somewhere nice. Or we and can hot. come visit you we in can. wherever you are.
1: Imagine just the two of us, I don't know, just ending up in Wyoming or something, somewhere hot.
0: Oh. Wyoming is not, we do have a listener in Wyoming actually. Hello. <laughs> listener in Wyoming
1: we've asked this person to give us a no, show no that's the oh.
0: Wisconsin person Sorry, Wisconsin.
1: we can't force
0: people to come I'm forward and talk to us if they don't want to which is fine but we do I can see the locations every week and it always warms my little my little heart I'm always like oh. the sunshine is it's in really your nice. heart it's lovely All the, we get some very bizarre locations yeah Um, but we get repeated ones like from the start there's been the same people listening I would be amazed if someone in Antarctica or something was listening. No, we've never like we've had. I think we've had nearly every continent now except Antarctica, I'd say. But yeah, we've had someday. Yeah, <laughs> someday. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> okay.
1: Okay. okay. So kind of should we sing it <laughs> off?
0: or <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good if people are just like trying to like get out while <laughs> they're still can. They're like pause, pause, pause. Like I can't. What would be a good um good song now to to exit on um um what about Get Out by JoJo. <laughs> the song. That's what saying. I was going to suggest um, <laughs> Wilson Phillips, in the but yours is better. I was going <laughs> to suggest something. But I'm like, yours get is out, <laughs> out
1: right now, seeing you and me. It's, it's too late. late. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's like 13, 13 or something, this. and she's like, you know, I know all about the lies and stuff.
0: Yeah. It's just like really um, intense. Did you right here with me? I actually, yeah. Uh, um, I'm Jesus not I'm not gonna look that me. video, but I'm just gonna
1: be like, how she was heart like is
0: breaking? She's a great singer though. She is. Jojo. I'm sure she's got some material out now. She's still out there, yeah, she is. I came across her there lately. I Twitter. Hi, Joey
1: Jojo. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's you.
1: It's the jo- worst name I've ever. Heard.
0: Jojo God. I'm trying to think of China, any China. more obscure early two 2000- Mandy Moore actually.
1: Mandy. Mandy. I love her
0: because of Tangled.
1: Yeah, what a show! We should watch him, Disney, Jessica Simpson. Yeah,
0: Jessica, Ashley, Ashley Simpson. Simpson. Oh, weird to touch with Ashley Simpson singing at the the lip syncing thing or the lip singing. Oh, oh should we watch Sorry. that? Yeah, we let's go watch should. that. I am totally or, or, yeah. down watching or we that. We could watch Brave again. I, just Aww. the bear and Brave, I, it kills me.
1: Well, we're gonna have a great evening. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Well, you have a great evening too. You just do you.
0: Yeah, and okay. um, and oh, and if you want to tell us what mysteries you'd like to have solved you know if Maybe you had we the should. chance it would be so much fun to like yeah wouldn't we it we can try and crack the mystery for you oh oh what? no i have it what the one i want what? who was jack the ripper okay we're going to that's do our own, my own investigation one. who was jack the ripper that's so question. if i go to the afterlife and i get three questions okay that's number one all right who was jack the ripper Tell me that, please. There's no more to imagine. I was like, in 1995, who stole the yellow Crayola out of my pencil case? <laughs> it was. They're like, it was Roisin also. <laughs> yeah, definitely Roisin. Be, no, she would not She was She was too sweet. I'd be like, oh man. <laughs> she's half laughing. She's like, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah like, it was ah, me. <laughs> I still have just imagine. Okay, I'm gonna go. Mementos. You're gonna go. We're both gonna We're go. We're both gonna go. I'm gonna make some food. I my stomach was rumbling by the way the whole way through really? the story, and I was reading. Really you know when um you know when you're in like an exam or something Thing and your stomach is going and you're like oh, oh man I have to apologise for a yeah, it's the worst. first yeah. and there's nothing you can do
1: it's like, internal wind it's horrific it's horrific
0: and yep. that's pretty much what my tummy is doing right now so I'm going to go okay I love and leave you all <clears throat> and you're like they're still singing get out leave. right now <laughs> just, just <laughs> cut it just <laughs> need to learn stop stop recording <laughs> oh my god we're so annoying <laughs>